We're back. Episode five. Ash 101. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And yeah, we we're back to talk about this. Um I do have a couple of I guess corrections corner. Not corrections, just more clarification, I should say. Okay. So remember uh when we were talking about episode, I think three, that's the one that was called Lust, right? Mm-hmm. So and Probably by now, maybe people have already corrected us, but because we're recording way ahead of time. Yeah. Anyways, so maybe by the time people have heard this, maybe we've gotten messages already correcting us. But I realized Netflix is giving us the English words for the name of the episode, and maybe I should be looking up the Turkish type, the actual Turkish word titles. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me literally like 10 minutes after we finished recording last week, and I was like, how did this not occur to either one of us, to actually look up the Turkish titles, not the Americanized English titles. So didn't even think of it. So luckily, IMDb has the original titles. Mm. So most of them are close. So, mm-hmm. but definitely, episode three makes more sense now. So I just want to go back and list the Turkish titles of the episodes we've covered so far. So, uh, first episode was called. Ilk on, which is first moment, which is, I believe, what the title was called. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for episode two, Hydron Look, Admiration. Mm-hmm. Episode three, though, is called Tutku, which is like the first word that pops up for that is passion. Oh. Not lust. Okay. And passion makes way more sense for that episode. Way more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then episode four was Oslem Longing. So, most okay. of them have been pretty direct translations, but I think they made a poor choice in what word they chose for episode three to translate Agreed. it. So, yeah. Um, so, on that same note, this episode, episode five, is titled Chef Cut, which is compassion or kindness. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. Which is really just interesting. Yeah. Because that is similar to affection, it can be similar mm-hmm. to affection. But affection obviously is much more kind of a personal way to talk about that type of feeling rather than compassion. Compassion can be a very generalized mm-hmm. word and not quite as personal. So that's yes. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I got to – so I actually started making those notes last week because I was like, I don't want to forget to bring this up because mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, I'm going to start looking up – so I actually took a screenshot of the IMDb page so that we will just have all the Turkish titles as we go on each week. So Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and anyways, just a reminder to you guys, we record two episodes at a time. So there may – we're doing our best not to be spoilery, but there might be some mentions of things that occur in episode six if we get right. some of our details mixed up. So just a little warning um, if you are watching along with us for the first time. Um but yeah, uh, do you have any? Did you fin- you finish your book? Did you finish that book you talked about last I did. week? Okay, I did. Yeah, yeah, I finished it. I know you texted good. me while you were finishing it, but I couldn't remember if you actually finished it. So. Yeah, no, I text Kristen because there is, and I don't care if this is a spoiler. Sorry, <laughs> if you if you want to read that book, this is one. It's a minor spoiler. Yes, but there is a. An amnesia fake out moment, oh and I gosh. just about lost my freaking mind when I was reading it. And I 
But then I turned the page and it was not, she was messing with him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because it about to, that would have been a huge left turn yep. at the point in the story when, because th- things are progressing and things mm-hmm. are going really well. And it's right about the time that something is about and supposed to go wrong, mm-hmm. but it would have thrown things so yeah. out of control. So I was like, I had a a heart-dropping, heart-stopping moment, and I text Krista just to tell her, like, I almost flipped my lid. Because as you know, if you've been listening to us, if you're first-time listeners, this maybe won't be as obvious to you. If you're only mm-hmm. listening to us for the first time starting Ashk 101, but if you have been with us for any other amount of time, you know exactly how we feel about amnesia plots. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a little bit of uh, trauma, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, yeah. Not to be a little real trauma, but, you know. No, um, disease have caused us to think of amnesia in a very specific way. uh Yes. So, yeah, we don't want it in our books. We don't want it in our romance. We don't want it. We don't want it. No, I don't want it. I don't want mm -mm. it. (laughs) Take it somewhere else. We find it lazy, so – um, I don't even know if I have a specific – like, I just think it's stupid. It, well, it is stupid. <laughs> I, it absolutely is stupid, but I also think it's lazy because it's the easiest way to push the reset button on whatever you're trying to, like – I mean, theoretically, but in the instances that we've even seen it in DZs, it isn't even a, a simple solution. True. It's like a – And especially the way that it ends up getting solved and the couple, you know, how they move on from it, it it always is really stupid. It's always really (laughs) out of character too. Yes. Like somehow this person got amnesia and they've become a different person. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Even though though their amnesia (laughs) is only like for the last year or two. It's not – like I could see if it had been like you literally forgot your entire life. Like I could see how that could change your personality. Right. Yes, or 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 make it make like make it specifically. Oh, mm-hmm. they got a traumatic brain injury. Yes, that is a very logical way to mm-hmm. put something like that into a storyline, and then suddenly this person's acting really out of character. Yeah, but having them be like, oh, I forgot the last six months, which happens to be how long I've mm-hmm. known you. Uh huh. <laughs> well, and- mean that their whole personality would change. And I remember everyone else. I just don't remember you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> selective, <laughs> selective amnesia. <laughs> My mother used to accuse me of having that as a child, but like that would be because like I'd be like, "You didn't tell me to clean my room," and you know, I forgot or I don't remember that. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but luckily, we'll the yes, amnesia and maybe so this much. is a tiny spoiler alert, but there is no amnesia in this series. So just, you know, I At wouldn't all. I wouldn't have even suggested we cover it if <laughs> if I knew there'd be amnesia Good. at some Good. point. So um, anyhow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other housekeeping other than catching up on the cur- the Turkish titles of each episode, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we, th- I feel like there was something I was going to chat with you about, but it wasn't really that important. So, okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we can we can start chatting about volume five. Um, which 
opens up with we're right where we left off. Um, Sinan laying in the parking lot of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but we after all that drama of him getting there, we don't actually see him then get treated. We just see they're like, hey, this dude he passed out. He passed out. Fever. Right. And like the next <laughs> scene, he's like back home. I mean, clearly yeah. he's not better. He's right better than he was, but he's still recovering. But also showing he still has to take care of stuff around the house. He still has to feed yeah. grandpa. He yeah. still has to, you know, do um, do his stuff. Oh, and can I just say, I know I said I love the soundtrack for this show. I really liked the music specifically this episode. Me too. You know, it's so funny. Okay, so I was watching my episodes last night. Mm-hmm. And as this uh, episode started, I was like, man, this is a great song. And I took my headphones off and I was like, Eric, listen to this song. It's uh-huh. really good. And I made him listen to it. <laughs> Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, actually I I shazammed it and it's Sirens by Tom O'Dell. Mm. Um and then there's yeah, I just felt like the music that they chose really if you were listening to the lyrics cuz a lot of them were English uh mm-hmm. songs. Uh they really fit this like they really really fit the vibe of the scene, not just like the sound of the music, you know, mm-hmm. or the melody, but like the actual lyrics that were being spoken to. I just, I don't know. I felt like they did a really good job matching music for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's funny that you had a little moment and yeah. <laughs> made Eric listen to the song. Yeah, it was a good song. Uh, so while this uh, lovely song is playing, this melancholy song, I should say, uh, Ashuk shows up with like a care package for him. Um, and I think he seems a little shocked that – she like brought it because kind of their last mm-hmm. interaction wasn't the greatest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she – he he says – he's being very kind of um, – I don't know if standoffish is the right word, but she thinks he's acting this – she thinks he's acting this way because he doesn't want to give her any ideas. But really, mm-hmm. I think he's acting this way because he feels bad or undeserving yeah. of her care. But she doesn't realize that. So she's basically like telling him, uh, you don't need to act like this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to annoy you. You don't need to try to send me a message or make anything clear to me. Like, basically, it's already been made clear. Right. Well, he takes that as like, oh. So he starts like packing up mm-hmm. all the stuff she brought him. And she's like, what are you doing? Do you think just yeah. because I'm mad at you? Like, I, um, you know, I because he actually says I'm sorry. Yeah. As he starts to pack it up. And she basically is like, for for someone so smart, you sure don't know a lot. Yeah. And she's right. I mean. Yeah. I think she even says, like, your books can't help you yes. with this. Mm-hmm. And she the, – the doorbell rings. And so she grabs her stuff mm-hmm. because she's like, feel better. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, and – except it's Edda because – Edda went and – oh, actually, does – you know what? Before that, she tells him about Burju, mm-hmm. and she tells him that Burju is engaged. So she kind of um, explains the situation, and as she's leaving is when Edda comes, and Edda is like, everybody's on their way. <laughs> yeah. Come back inside. Turn around, come back in. Because yeah. Edda had just been at Burju's and was mm-hmm. like, oh, crap, this is real. Like, there's yeah. an engagement party happening here. Yeah, she was the one who essentially confirmed it. She went over under the guise of wanting to check on her because she hadn't been at school. So she just wanted to make sure she was all right. 
but uh, she saw that Burju, there's a party over there, and she's got a ring on and a red ribbon, and it's all, all their plans seem to be uh, going wrong. Yeah, they're falling apart. Yeah. Um, and so basically, yeah, they're now trying to figure out what's the next step, because they know this. We do learn his name. It's Toonjay, but I'm still going to call him Roger. <laughs> I like Roger. <laughs> so, um... So they're, they're, you know, because they know he's like not a great guy. They did the whole jacket test, right. um, and so they're they're kind of trying to figure out what what they can do next. Meanwhile, the next day, Roger's dropping Burju off. And well, real quick, real oh, quick, mm-hmm. because this is the conversation, uh, I believe, when Sinan is like, "Hey, Osman, you think you're smart, but this guy has no morals. Oh. He is." you know, a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. He has no moral compass and you can't mess with a guy like that because he has nothing to lose. Yeah. And he basically advises Osman to stay out of it. They'll find some other way to uh, get Burkem together Mm -hmm. and or to keep him in Istanbul because that's kind of the track that they're going for this time is, okay, well, how can we keep him in Istanbul so that Burju doesn't leave? Right. Since they're obviously not breaking up anytime soon. Um, but yeah, he gives a warning to Osman. Yes, that's right. Cause yeah, Osman already has something brewing. Um, right. Which, you know, we would expect no less from him at this point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in that, yeah. So now in that regard, he drops her off. Osman shows up another trick, mind you, because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, hey, I'm, this is a very expensive jacket. I'm sure you want it back because you loaned it to Sina on the other day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know it was Kimal who mm-hmm. loaned it. And rather than deny it, he's like, oh, thanks, and, like, takes it and puts it on. He doesn't even, yeah. like, toss it in the car. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the – I hate him. So um, Osman then also pulls out some VIP tickets to a sporting event, I assume. Mm-hmm. And, I'm assuming it's a soccer match. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. And he's basically like, oh, my dad can't go with me. So do you think you would want to go? We can go to dinner beforehand, too. And, of course, Roger's like, oh, VIP, box seats, blah, blah. So, you know, he's going to cash in on that. Well, while they're at dinner before the game, Osman kind of lays out that he has a business opportunity, um, Mm -hmm. you know, how easy it is to make money. Because he's talking about, oh, yeah, Istanbul is beautiful, right? And Roger's like, yeah, if you can afford to live here, you know. And mm-hmm. so Osman's kind of showing him all the great things about living in Istanbul so that it kind of primes him for this business proposal he's going to make to him later on so right. that he can afford to live here. Um, which then Osman winds up basically showing him his whole supply chain. And right. the I- and it, honestly, even though, yes, it makes Osman money, I kind of love it because it's like, it's just these families trying to provide for their families. Yeah. So, because he's basically what it is, is um, there's like a cafe type thing near the school that all the kids basically flood to, to mm-hmm. eat. So he decides to have those same sorts of items in the school available, available so that mm-hmm. – um, so that he can profit off of it. And he does it sneakily because obviously they're not going to let some student run this. So he has this whole network where Ali, um, this guy Ali, is the one who makes the bid, um, mm-hmm. you know, to win the business of this, quote, company that's really Osman and his network. And um, 
And it's basically a whole network of these families, these women who are just trying to, you know, make some money for their household. And they're making all these delicious homemade sandwiches and, you know, salads in the spring for the girls, pasta in the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's someone who goes by wagon, picks that, picks it all up, makes sure it gets supplied at the school. And then it's available essentially in the cafeteria, you know, the equivalent right. of a cafeteria. Um right. And so those families all make money. Osman skims his profit off the top. Ali skims his profit. Mm-hmm. Win, win, win all around. Yeah. So he basically offers for Roger to – he's got a couple other schools who are wanting to do this and he needs to build his network. So he's going to hand these off to Roger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, cool. You know, like – and he's his wheels start turning about how he's, you know, going to profit off of this. So right. uh, because, And he makes some offhanded comment too like – Essentially saying like, oh, you're just like some little kid doing this. Like imagine how much better I'm going to be at it kind of a thing because I'm a grown adult, a smart businessman. Um, And it's really rude. And you can even see Osman like, ugh, like, okay. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, because he's a jerk. So At the very least, yes. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, the other kids are working on – uh, Burju and they're working on Kimal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the other side of their tactic with this whole situation. And so Ushik goes into the teacher's lounge and she essentially says that the student council, all the students mm-hmm. are requesting that Burju and uh, Kimal are the ones who work on the May 19th celebration and head that up rather than Horny Hanum, who was the one who was signed up to do it. Mm-hmm. Nej- Nejdet is the one who pushed, she says, pushed it on her. But then, of course, as Ashuk is talking and talking about Kimal Bay leading it, then she gets all jealous because she wants to lead it with Kimal Bay. Mm-hmm. But Ashuk talks about how it's going to give them more time with Burju Hanum and uh, she's leaving and they're going to miss her. So this is the perfect opportunity. And they eventually end up agreeing. So now Burju has to go talk to Kimal. And of course she's flustered because she of course, because who wouldn't is attracted be? to him. <laughs> who wouldn't be flustered in his presence? And she's like, um... So we need to be together. <laughs> and of course, his little spidey senses are like, mm-hmm, when and where? Right here on this desk? And yeah. she's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. So as soon as she explains, he's not thrilled. He's like, this is the last thing that I need. And um, he he's like, we. he says something like, we could do much better, more fun things oh. instead of this. <laughs> because remember, he doesn't – only we know she's engaged and the kids know she's engaged. So, right. you know. Right. Um, he's still sh- – he, you know, he's still doing what he can to shoot his shot. Don't mind my dog coughing in the background, you guys. Poor Jack. I know. Poor guy. Um, well, and yeah. So, so she's – gets defensive immediately Mm -hmm. and she starts defending herself she's like i was if you're referring to what i said that other day i was drunk and (laughs) i said things i didn't mean and he's like oh you didn't mean those things (laughs) oh my gosh he's so good at flustering her he's oh he's so antagonistic in the best way it is the best um so yeah oh a little side note from I just looked this up because I was like, what the heck is – they keep talking about May 19th. So I actually – I looked it up. Did you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's just – it's a it's a 
Turkish holiday. Because at first I was like, is May 19th something like with students specifically? Like, is it a school holiday? Is it? But no, it's it's a national holiday. Um, and it's basically the commemoration um, of Mustafa Kemal's landing in Samsun. Um, and it basically is what started the Turkish national movement. Um, that would eventually lead to the Turkish War of Independence and ultimately the proclamation of the Republic of Turkey in 1923. So, um, yeah, it seems to me like their version of an Independence Day kind of celebration. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that actually, that sounds very, yeah, that's probably the best comparison for us, for uh, us Americans. Um, and but they also call it Youth and Sports Day, so they've kind of obviously combined it with mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, well, and I guess it's typical that the youth will sing the national anthem, they'll recite poetry, they'll do like parades or sports mm-hmm. or different okay. cultural activities to help commemorate it, and it's all kind of cycled around that day and the landing so okay I, again i feel like it's probably like oh kids pretending to be on the mayflower coming right. over as pilgrims that that kind yes. of thing where they're acting the stuff out and yeah all the very kind of patriotic stuff yes um so that explains the whole umbrella umbrella stuff and they're how they're making like i think they're like formulating like a heart when they're doing the rehearsal for it and stuff with the red and white umbrellas yeah Um, and then later later um burkham are talking in like a theater kind of area mm -hmm. and so they're talking about costumes Mm -hmm. and kids so clearly there's also some sort of a stage performance aspect to it as well right so that is what yeah what i got from that so yeah it's a big it's a big deal clearly so mm-hmm. um anyhow so yes after after he antagonizes burju and basically gets further confirmation that she's very affected by him mm-hmm. um we switch over to sinan who seems to have woken up with a new energy about him um he's motivated like he gets up. not only does he get up and get ready for school He sees his stupid, horrible father in the house again because the night just before Ashok left, Mm -hmm. the night before, she points out a specific piece of art on the wall and Mm. basically that she's like, what is, you know, what is that? That one, it's, it's kind of weird, but it makes me feel certain things. Like it basically evokes a lot of feelings out of her. She finds it very interesting. It speaks to her. So when he sees that his dad is actually like, oh, whatever his dumb wife's name is, is like wanting yet more art for their house mm-hmm. he's like no you can't take that one mm-hmm. i like that one he basically regurgitates what Ishuk said about it mm-hmm. and i love that he likes you know stood up to him for that like it wasn't important enough for him to stand up to him just for himself to keep like dishes and stuff but now that it's right you know it's something that Ishuk pointed out like you mm-hmm. know so i love that um yeah. And so he shows up just in time for rehearsals and he's just – he sees her like just having fun, rehearsing, and he just kind of watches her until she notices him. And she's kind of like, what are you doing here? You should still be recovering. And he's like, no, no, I feel good. And she's like, you can't be better after just a day. And he's like, well, yeah, like physically I still have a little recovering to do, but I feel mentally great. I feel Mm – 
this. And he starts going on about how he is like, he actually wants to study. He wants to graduate, even willingly be a cog in the machine he hates yeah. so much. Um, it's the first time he's really thinking about his future and making plans for his life. And then he's like, and do you know why? And you're like, this is going to be the most beautiful moment. <laughs> The lead up is all cute. <laughs> and then Ashok is like, yeah, I know why you're making fun of me. And I don't want to hear what you're about to say because I can – a person can only take so much yeah. of being – mocked and teased and i can't believe you would do this to me and she walks away upset and you yeah. could blame her for expecting that because that's all she's ever gotten from yeah him. yeah so she's guarding her little heart and i'm like okay you're finally like doing that but he was really gonna be like you made me see things different like you kind of helped yeah. open my eyes <laughs> yeah. so i'm like oh poor cena <laughs> and he's like about to be vulnerable and basically, he is then slapped in the face, essentially, emotionally, mm -hmm. for finally being vulnerable. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like yeah. you said, you can't really blame a shook. Like, based on yeah. history, like she's, you know, she's just putting up that defense. So, yeah, totally. Um, not the moment we expected it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, meanwhile, we've got that Barack dude back in the picture. He shows up because he wants to fight Karem for Edda. And, Karem's kind of like, uh, okay, let's deal with this. So he just grabs Edda from wherever the heck she is. Yeah. Like manhandles her into the... Yeah, like, it's in the middle of the practice and yeah. he just grabs her. Yeah. And like, is like, uh, I'm not asking, we're discussing our feelings. Like something mm -hmm. is going on, let's talk about this. I don't want to beat around the bush, you know, which, you know, like, I, I'm all for that. Let's be direct. Like, yeah. Yeah, props to him. And he – and it's really cute because he's like, look, I know I'm aggressive. I know I probably, you know, am too rough about things and maybe insensitive. And he's like, and I do want to change that. And he – she stops him and she's like, no, that's not the problem. Like, she's – she kind of is like, I like your aggression. Like, I – He says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, um, the problem is I care about you too much and – or I care about you and that's just too much. Like, it scares her well, basically. Yeah, she's like, I can't stop thinking about you. I can't stop feeling things for you. It's overwhelming me and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Which he basically is – he tries to like say like this – like basically it's not a bad thing that we have feelings for each other. Let's see mm -hmm. where it goes. And she's basically like, hell no. Get yeah. off of me. This is too much. And, stor yeah. and storms off. So, of course, he's upset because like you have said – He's a wounded animal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so he basically goes and tells Barack, well, Edda broke up with me. So basically do what you want. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he gives that guy the open door, which Edda has no idea any mm -mm. of this has happened. So she's going to be getting some attention from Mr. Barack. Yep. <laughs> Don't mind Zuzu, you guys. She has opinions too. So uh, – we switch back over. Burkham has now finished the their first rehearsal. They're talking about, you know, it, it actually went really well. And they're kind of having a, you know, a fairly easy conversation with how well rehearsal went. And yeah, so he asks if she's hungry and she says yes. And she's like, if you want, like I was planning to go to whatever the restaurant is. And it's pretty mm -hmm. much one that, that she always goes to. And so he says – you know, why don't we try somewhere new? And she's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Well, they go to the restaurant. And is it a Chinese restaurant? I, 
it's like clearly a Chinese restaurant. Okay. There are red lanterns everywhere. Yes. <laughs> He's using chopsticks. I mean, I don't know. It I don't know really what they were eating. We didn't get no any kind of an actual look at what it was. Right. But she is enjoying herself and she's really mm-hmm. enjoying the food. And it's and spicy. Then he and he <laughs> comes around with I can make that and I can make it better. <laughs> and she's like, there's no way. They're kind of teasing. And he's like, well, you'll just have to come over and I'll just have to make it for you sometime. And she's like, no, I don't think we can do that. And, she, and But then she kind of backtra- backtracks and says, you know, because of our schedules. Mm-hmm. But he keeps pushing. He's like, oh, he's we like, most definitely can. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, seeing Burju in, in these scenes is a radical difference. And I know that we're going to see it a lot more yeah. in the next episode as well. But she's smiling. Mm-hmm. She's having a good time. The conversation is flowing. She's enjoying herself. Yeah. It's very clear that she likes being with him. Mm-hmm. Despite kind of the nervousness and the attraction and the feelings and how she's conflicted by that. Right. She likes being around Kimal. Yeah. So it's – this to me was kind of the first real instinct. I mean, yes, we also saw it with the breakfast scene mm-hmm. way at the beginning. But now they're actually starting to get to know one another. Right. It's getting to – yeah, it's it's just different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're really starting to see like – this is going beyond just like initial attraction. Right. And so – uh, meanwhile, the boys catch up about everything put into place with Roger and the fact that he took the bait for this whole, you know, cafeteria plan that's going to keep him in Istanbul. Right. So then we get this stark difference. And I want to talk about this because <laughs> yeah, Burju gets home and she's like, sorry, I'm late. You know, basically had rehearsals and stuff and stuff. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And Roger is laying on the couch watching TV and he's kind of like, oh, thank God you're home because I'm hungry. This is the most maddening scene. I seriously like, it okay, is. Okay, you're hungry? Then get off your stupid lazy butt and go make yourself some oh food. Oh my gosh. I – it's so enraging. Like he – oh my gosh. I like – yeah. Anyways, I need to stop speaking in jilted sentences. He basically is like, good, now I can have dinner. And – because you can cook it. And I put, meanwhile, after she worked all day. And how ironic that Kimal offered to cook for her. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're, we're seeing mm-hmm. the stark and exact contrast. Yes. he's he And he's barely even paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. He's all caught up in his soccer match or mm-hmm. whatever. Barely. She comes in late. He doesn't even care. Then he, after he's done stuffing his face and he throws a compliment to her and, oh, uh, my my fiance's wonderful talents. Oh, bless your hands. Yada yada yada. And this can't. Isn't this gonna be great? This is how it's always gonna be. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah. Oh, Imagine the dread overcoming her at I, that moment. Mm-hmm. Of like, you're right. This is our life uh-huh. from now on. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and don't worry. If you can just prepare some fruit for me, then I won't need dessert. Like, excuse me, like, you expect yeah. a gourmet dessert too? Like, he's taking it easy on her. How how magnanimous of him that he's not requiring her to make him an actual dessert, just some cut up fruit. Like, and she clearly made him more because he was like, you know me, I can't even just crack an egg. And she's like, actually, it's pretty easy to crack an egg. A monkey could do it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because 
oh, I I cannot handle that type of attitude. Like, oh, it's not, you know me. I'm just so helpless. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't even boil water. <laughs> well, like, yeah, exactly. Aren't I so unique and funny and cute? Like, thank goodness I have my wonderful fiance. It's like, dude, be be self-responsible. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You should know how to at least make an egg. Well, and here's the thing, too. It would be different if – because, like, okay. And, like, my husband can – he can grill a steak, okay? He makes – he is perfect at that, cooks it just to the perfect medium rare, has it down to a science, the perfect grill marks, the resting, all of that. Mm-hmm. But that's about it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, my husband isn't some gourmet chef. Right. So and and I love cooking. So it's not a burden to me that I am the one who does most of that in the house. But we also have an equal partnership. And mm-hmm. I I don't come home to him just like ordering me around. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff he has he's that are his strengths and things that are my strengths and we use that to help and support each other but that is clearly not what's happening here no it's not a sense of shared responsibility Mm -hmm. for the household and different tasks and different things the guy is visiting so clearly he's not working at the moment so right he's on vacation mode but that's still no excuse Mm-mm. because he is visiting his fiance, who's going to become his wife. Yep. She did work all day. The least he could do is at least try to scrounge something. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you can tell that she's going to be home late. Oh, you know what the kind and thoughtful thing to do would be? So that she doesn't have to worry about cooking or getting me food. I should just get my own food. Or maybe I'll treat her to some some to some takeout. Like right. it's just it's it's not even the whole cooking thing. Right. It's just that it's like you said, it's not an equal partnership. Clearly, mm-hmm. he wants her to serve him and be at his beck and call. And that is the expectation. Yes. And that is the problem. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. The food thing is just a clear metaphor for the stark difference between these two men. Like one is willing to do these things for her and with her and Mm -hmm. the other one expects her to do all of these things for him. Right. Um, So, yeah. Mm -mm. I said, yeah, he just wants – he essentially just wants a personal assistant. (laughs) Right. And that's not what a spouse is. Exactly. So, yeah. (laughs) So we now flip over to Sinan sitting on his bench and one by one everybody shows up um, to join him. And, of course, Osman shows up with food. He's got the city's best baklava. And looked really good. It looked very good. (laughs) And Ishuk asks him basically like, why do you think about money so much? Because, you know, he's constantly thinking about how he can make money, what, you know, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And – you know, his answer, it, it makes sense. I mean, he's got he's got part of the answer mm-hmm. because, you know, he says, because when you actually have money, you don't have to think about it. Yeah, this whole conversation was really interesting to mm-hmm. me because I like that as he's talking about this and mm-hmm. as he's kind of giving them his whole philosophy on money, because they keep kind of questioning him. Like, what about this and what about right. that? Right, because he's saying it solves everything, so they keep throwing scenarios at mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think Edda even says traffic, and he's like, well, if a rich man is important, so people will wait for him. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it's true. If you're the boss or if you're the one 
with the, you know, pocketbook. Yeah, people are – they'll yeah, wait for you. They're going to wait for you. But I like that as they're asking him these questions and they say, well, what if you still have a lot of money and you still want more? Mm-hmm. Then he's like, well, then that's a problem because – uh, you're now you're an addict. <laughs> yeah. So he he acknowledges like he's not just in this. He's clearly not in this endless pursuit of money and more, mm-hmm. but he wants to have enough that he doesn't really have to think think about money anymore. Yeah. It seems it seems practical, mm-hmm. and it seems he clearly isn't a fan of greed, right? And doesn't just wanna be rich to be powerful or to do all these things he's like i want an easy life Mm -hmm. and money's gonna get that for me yeah yeah because like you said we've seen him be generous he shares Mm -hmm. he constantly feeds all of his friends not just him yeah you know the whole bracelet thing which actually winds up coming back this episode so i'm pretty sure that is the bracelet ashok is wearing in the first episode because remember how it zooms in on the bracelet on her wrist in episode one yeah and in this episode later when karem's like well now i don't need it this is over and then sinan is kind of like well then can i have it so i was like oh like sinan's asking for it now that must Mm be he must give it to her at some point um that's a good catch yeah so anyways um but yeah so uh, it all leads up to though okay what about love tell me how money can Mm -hmm. solve that and there's not really a way for money yeah. to solve that. Yeah. Because that's the only one he can't think of an answer for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, then, yeah, what happens I know, next? I'm oh. like, where are we? Roger. Oh, oh Is well, it? but before that, we uh, – and technically before the whole money chat, um, it's – we get a nice little – Burkham montage of their time together and them working together and having fun and oh. laughing and chatting and it's it's just a cute it's not super long but we do get a cute montage before the kids have that money and love conversation. No, you're you're totally right because I skipped like two paragraphs here about um after Bird you getting home. Yes, yeah, Sinon this is when Sinon asks for that bracelet. This is when then we have Rehearsal again, the beautiful – yeah, the montage again, just further confirming mm-hmm. how easy it is for them to just – just to be with one another. The conversation obviously flows easily. Um, well, and aren't we seeing a direct contrast too during this montage where we have the snippets of her with the Kemal and then we have – we switch to her and Roger. And, and he's, he's like l- asleep on the couch. Well, he's like – yeah, he's laying on the couch watching a, yet another game as she's sitting in a chair – Cutting an apple for him and like handing him the pieces. I, oh my gosh. And she just looks miserable. She does. She looks, she looks so miserable. She really does. Um, so yeah, and that's where I actually wrote that he just wants a personal assistant. Um, and it would be something entirely different if Burju was like, oh, I love serving him and right. I love to do this stuff for him. That's my love language. Right. But this clearly is not the case. No. He's not happy to be doing this stuff. Mm-mm. And for that to essentially be their entire relationship. Yeah. They aren't even talking. 
They aren't even really spending legitimate time together. Mm -mm. He's watching the TV and she's sitting there next to him. Yeah. So whatever it is that she needs for her relationship, he is not providing that for her. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because you're right. That that was another stark contrast, how easy the conversation flows with her and Kimal and how there's not even a conversation to try and make flow when it comes to her and stupid Roger. So yeah. Um, so speaking of stupid Roger, he has a meeting with Nezda Bay as he's dropping off uh yep. at work. And she's kind of like, what in the world could you possibly have to meet my boss about? And he basically is like, oh, it's a surprise. I have a – I don't remember what he says. He's really vague about some yeah. kind of business idea or whatever. So come to find out – oh, and he's wearing Kimball's jacket. He yeah. is wearing the jacket. I, yeah. Uh, anyways – so it turns out, uh, we find out very quickly after, Roger screwed everybody over mm-hmm. because they walk into the cafeteria, everything shut down. Basically, everything got found out that it wasn't like, quote, legit vendors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now all these families are out of work. Um, Ali is out of work, the mm-hmm. like head cafeteria guy. Um and you can tell Osman feels really – he feels bad. And, yeah. you know, because like you said, Sinan warned him, be careful, this guy's a snake. Um, because probably uh, Roger probably assumed like he could do – he could handle doing the business for all of them. But then like he probably wanted to steal the schools too, not just yeah. the two he was offering. And then it wound up not working out for anybody yeah. because it – like I said, they were able to connect the dots and realize this wasn't legit. And the mm-hmm. school – sees what our lucrative business it is and they're like so we're just gonna provide all this ourselves like right and cut out all these middlemen and make the profit for us yeah so really frustrating really sad um yeah i felt so bad for osman in this situation mm -hmm. it's like he's worked who knows how long it took him to get this all set up and going and now everything's been ruined and ali makes a great point that this isn't just Roger messing with Osman, mm-hmm. some little boy. He's messing with the livelihoods yeah. of all these families, all of these different people that are connected to the situation. Mm-hmm. And now they're just out that work. They're out that money. And ha- what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to make up for that? Yeah. Yep. So all the more reason to hate Roger, kids. Yeah. I have to admit when they gave him uh, Kimal's jacket, I was secretly hoping – that Kimal would see him in it and be like, why'd you steal my jacket? And would just punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, that would have been <laughs> wonderful. Um, but instead, Osman plants some kid to be like, you stole my jacket. Like, you know, he does yeah. all that so that Virgie so can see it. But he, of course, is just like, oh, it was some Perfect. weird misunderstanding. But again, hopefully it gets some wheels turning or she's like, what the heck, though? Like... Well, you know? and I love that Osman just mad dogs him after that happens. Like, oh, okay, you, I, I see you. I understand mm-hmm. what you did, and I, th- I know you think I'm just a little kid, but yeah. maybe this is going to strike a little bit of fear into your heartless soul. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, then, so you know, again, you can see he kind of feels defeated, and again, likely guilty because it cost mm-hmm. all these people you know, their jobs. Now we get a peek into his home life a little bit. We don't actually see him at First home. First time. But his dad, you see him getting picked up by a car and you're kind of like, oh, so he has money? Like, but it seems like his dad is a driver. Mm-hmm. 
And he's obviously able to use this car to pick his child up. But then he talks about how his mom was busy all day. Sounds like she's a housekeeper. That's what I that's what I got from Okay. It. Yeah. Cleaning, so, picking, running errands. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So clearly they are, you know, they're a blue collar family. Uh, working hard to provide. And so that kind of gives us an inkling. They probably, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like they struggle, struggle, but they probably barely make ends meet. Uh, yeah. And Osman doesn't want to live that way. So it really makes sense why he's pursuing the path that he's pursuing. He wants a better yeah. life than his parents have. And maybe even so that he can kind of provide for his parents too, because they've clearly right. worked so hard to provide for him, you know? Right. Um. So he kind of gets an idea when his dad picks him up because he asks something about like, do you know, do you have a friend or do you know, right? Doesn't he ask about somebody like yeah, land and development the or land registration? Yeah, yeah, it's something like the land and development registry. So clearly the wheels are turning. Yeah. He's got another idea. Um, we know Osman isn't gonna let this lie. So. No. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So um, meanwhile, Burkham. They're in the theater, the, the scene you kind of touched on a little bit earlier. They're planning how the stage layout's going to be, the costumes, all this stuff, you know. And again, it's going really well. Um, mm-hmm. They're collaborating well. And so he asks, he walks up to her. He like when, oh, I love when guys do this. He just walks up to her and they're facing each other and he like reaches down and grabs her hands. Like this, this mm, was the moment. It's so. Oh. This, okay. I, I had seen this once before. Okay. But oh, that's right. The, You've seen this episode before. Yes. The next one is the one from, from here on out I haven't seen. This was the moment I was like, okay, no, no. I, I, th- this is, I get it. This is it. This mm-hmm. is the chemistry that yeah. everybody is uh-huh. obsessed with. Uh-huh. Because this, in season one of this podcast, we used to call it a can't breathiest moment. Yes. This was the moment I was like, <gasps> where you're holding your breath mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Is he mm-hmm. going to, oh, he has her hand. Oh, what are they talking and about? And he like reaches up and kind of like <laughs> gra- is like holding her arms a little bit. Like, oh uh-huh. my gosh. Like, brings her close proximity and he's like, come over. I want to cook for you. And- <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Listen, if we have any male listeners, I know there are a few of you. We've gotten to chat with some of you. It's true. Um, This is like the hottest thing you can say to a woman, okay? Yeah, let me cook dinner for you. And then if you also clean up the dishes after. She'll pass out. Yes. Like (laughs) – or if let's say you can't cook, mm-hmm. but you know her well enough, get to know her well enough to mm-hmm. where you know her absolute favorite food, uh-huh. or her favorite dish from whatever restaurant, and surprise her with that. Be like, yeah. I got you dinner. I brought you food. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's just me because food no, is my love language. We, listen, we <laughs> have said this countless times before on past seasons that mm-hmm. – a hero who can keep the heroine fed. Like, mm-hmm. that yes. is top tier, okay? Yes. Like, John Divitt, top tier, constantly putting food in oh, Sun because M's Sun mouth. M needed it. Yeah. She needed chocolate. She needed to be fed. Mm-hmm. And he and he knew that. He saw it and yep. he met that need. Oh, he did. <laughs> and anytime she'd kind of get real, I mean, you know, she's a little spitfire. But when she would, mm-hmm. he would know exactly when it was like, this is hunger talking. And he would just stop her in her tracks and be like, are you hungry? 
and then like take her to like the fish restaurant next uh-huh. to the water and then just feed her like yeah. it's because yeah she just loved food like mm-hmm. and she unapologetically loved it so she wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah you know you can take me for a spinach smoothie um like no she wanted the fried she fish sandwich food. she wanted the mm-hmm. bread she yeah so listen yeah so yeah mm-hmm. you don't even have to be able to cook but if you can just be intuitive enough to know what she likes and like order yeah. it in and yeah yeah anyways so yeah all this to say he's saying all the right things Yes. And he pulls her close and he's like, basically says, listen, we're together all day. You find every excuse to come to my office like eight or ten times a day that it, basically where it's not necessary. And we talk and we hang out. Like, I don't think I'm misreading this. And he's like, because I can tell even when I touch you. And then he like, he like strokes the side of her face or like tucks her hair behind her ear. Like, I think oh. he grabs the side of her neck. Yes! Which is so oh. intimate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how she didn't fall over when he did that. I know. I know. It, and oh. she's doing her level best to to just be chill. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she can't mm-hmm. because it's true. She's engaged. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking about maybe I'll give you some brandy again. <laughs> and maybe you'll say some things that you don't mean. And we'll do things we haven't even dreamt of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her reply is, I can't. And I was like, girl, same. I can't. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like the – oh, my gosh. And he, you know, she – he basically is like, okay, then you need to tell me why. Yeah, yeah. Because she keeps saying, I can't, I can't do mm-hmm. anything. I'm not available to do things with you. I mm-hmm. can't do things with you. Mm-hmm. But she's not really giving him an actual explanation. Right. And so he, very understandably and deservedly, asks mm-hmm. for one. And girlfriend finally confesses that she's engaged. She's moving to Trabzon next month. Mm-hmm. And listen, his reaction, a thousand percent justified. Uh, oh, yeah. Because – and she does have fault here because she basically tries to say like, well, you know, she's living about how hard this has been. It's hard for her to keep her distance. She hasn't done anything wrong. And I'm like, okay, maybe, quote, technically you haven't done anything wrong. Right. But, girlfriend, you have absolutely done something wrong. Like, yes, you – Spending all that time, mm-hmm. the extra – nobody told you to practice basketball with this man. Right. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. Nobody told you to visit his office all throughout the day mm-hmm. other than discussing rehearsal stuff. Like, right. and listen, it's, I understand why that desire was there. Like you, but at the same time, you clearly aren't happy and you are clearly in an unequal partnership and you need to deal with that before you even tiptoe right. into entertaining other stuff. And, right. you know, so – when she says, like, I didn't do anything wrong, I'm like, eh, that's not entirely true. Um, well, and he's like, then what are you doing? What do you want from me? Yep. And that's a valid question. Completely. Because he's blindsided. It's not like he went into this knowing she's engaged and he also is, like, towing the no. line or, you know, trying to steal her from him. He had yeah. no idea. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he basically, after she gives her whole thing about, like, do you realize 
you don't realize how hard this has been on me, all this stuff, keeping my distance. And he basically says, well, then I'll make it easy for you and puts distance between them and storms out as he should. Like, I am completely in support of his reaction to this. Like, none of it was, none of it was dramatic. None of it was over the top. Like, it is a completely justified reaction to finding this out. Like, it's a, a, go ahead. (laughs) We haven't been (laughs) podcasting together for almost four years. Um, Basically, like, he was gut-punched. Like, right, right. <sighs> well, and what I was going to say is that the the reality is that him doing that, him go, him leaving and removing himself from the situation is the correct thing yes. morally and ethically mm-hmm. for him to do. Yes. Because she is an engaged woman. Mm-hmm. So now he's like, well, I'm not going to be spending all this time with you Mm-mm. when it's not right because yep. you are going to marry some other guy. Mm-hmm. So him do he didn't even, like – you know, it's not like he was like, well, I don't care and kissed yeah. her or whatever. He, him saying, okay, then whatever this is, is done mm-hmm. is the right thing for him to do. Which is just makes him all the more admirable and honorable because like you said, he could have just been like, well, I, it's not him you're with. So like basically you're like, not married yet. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, well, then why are you here with me? And then kiss her, you know, like, no, right. he, he could have tried to push her and mm-hmm. pressure her and be like, well, you need to think about why you've been coming to my office mm-hmm. and you need to think about this. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, okay, then I'll make it easy for yep. you. And he leaves. Yeah. So it's like, oh, even though he's clearly upset and crushed, I'm like, I'm, right. it is, it's so, it's just that much more attractive that he immediately put those brakes on and yeah. Removed himself. So, yeah. um, yeah, so he walks out. She's crying on stage. Now, listen, ladies, any gentlemen, anyone out there who finds themselves in a situation like this mm-hmm. where this person you enjoy spending time with who is not your partner, uh, if it would be devastating like that for them to walk away from you when they find out you're in a relationship <laughs> – and you're crying over them leaving the room. Uh-huh. Like, it's time to... Wake up. Wake up and evaluate your relationship. Like... hmm Yeah. Because this is... Yeah. This is very dangerous territory. So, like, to me, I'm like, yeah. that needs to say everything to you, Birdju. Like, I hope... I hope that this is causing you to go, okay, I really need to evaluate this because... Why am I this devastated over this man walking out that I've known for a few weeks when I'm getting married? Yeah. In, when I'm getting married in a month, like, yeah. 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 So, anyways, um, we'll get off our soapbox about that. Yeah. But anyhow, um, so and again, here's a clear, here's a nice contrast. He just set her free, set himself free, and then yeah. we have Roger who finally got off his lazy butt to go get their her engagement ring size because that's why she hasn't been wearing it at school because it wasn't size it didn't fit um and to me i'm like it's so sad because when he's putting this on her it is not this joyous exciting thing like i'm sorry when my ring got sized Mm -hmm. well actually jason actually already had it sized correctly so i didn't have to do that but what i did do was a couple weeks before we got married is the actual wedding band i had like um soldered to my engagement ring so it's Mm -hmm. all one piece so i had to be without my ring for a few days Mm -hmm. and then once it was soldered i didn't wear it the rest of the time we were engaged because it had the wedding band on it and i wasn't married yet 
And I was like so sad without my ring for those like for those like 10 days. I was very excited to have it put back on because it wasn't a symbol of being entrapped with someone I clearly don't like value or like. Yeah. (laughs) So like she just looks miserable. It just it literally just looks like he's putting like a shackle on her. Yeah. And yeah. So and then then the next day, which Again, something that should be a joyous occasion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where, oh, I'm sure this is kind of a common cultural thing where it's like, oh, so-and-so got, got mm-hmm. engaged. I'm going to treat everybody on staff to some wonderful baklava mm-hmm. to celebration, you know, for to celebrate. So <laughs> Burdu comes. She's got baklava. She's giving it to everybody in uh, the teacher's lounge. And then our episode ends with Kimal coming in and essentially glaring at her yeah. and not looking happy for her in the least. Mm-mm. Again, who can blame him? Nope. Part of me, I think it would have been great if he had just walked up and like grabbed a handful of them and like shoved <laughs> them in his mouth. <laughs> or, I mean, it, it would have been a big kind of f you to just walk up to her and grab even just one Uh pop it in his mouth and say congratulations yep that's true Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we'll take the glare it's fine yeah yeah yeah. the glare was hot the glare said plenty so (laughs) and yeah and that's our episode so um yeah things are things are simmering heating up bubbling all around because Yeah, like we said, we had this blow up with Kimal and Burju. Sinon, who, poor guy, is finally, like, ready to be, like, vulnerable and share his feelings. Yeah. And Ishuk is, like, it's – she she would – yeah, she's not ready to hear it because she just thinks he's going to make fun of her. Um, And then whatever the heck is going on with Karem and Ida, this explosion. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyhow. um, So, yeah. So, that's our episode. And – We are going to finish here and we're going to start recording volume six right after this. So anyhow, uh, thanks for hanging with us and hope you enjoyed it. And of course, if you have any thoughts, different interpretations, you know, we love to hear that stuff. So you can find all that in the episode notes on how to get in touch with us. So uh, until next time. Take a shoot. Post to call.